0: Are you an ambitious attorney who wants to build a life and career that you cannot wait to wake up for? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Powerhouse Lawyers, a podcast for the powerhouse in each of us. I'm your host, Erin Gurner, a former lawyer, wife, mom, and life coach. And I am on a mission to empower women in the law to define success on their terms by leveraging their unique superpowers to help them win in both law and life. Join me each week to hear inspiring stories, real talk, and the practical tips you need to redefine the toxic narratives that are keeping women overwhelmed trying to do it all. You are worthy and capable of building a life and career that you've always wanted, and I'm here to empower you along the way. So if you're ready to practice law differently, let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Powerhouse Lawyers podcast. I am your host, Erin Gerner, and I am so excited to have my sweet, dear friend, Annette Chody on the podcast today. She's truly one of my favorite people on the planet, and I just am thrilled that she's on the show today. Annette has over 20 years of combined legal and digital marketing experience. She founded LawQuill, a full-service digital marketing agency for law firms and businesses in the United States. In Canada, and she's a after CLE keynote speaker for bar associations throughout North America. She creates and hosts Legal Market, um, the Legal Marketing Lounge podcast, which is amazing. And she is the author of the best-selling book Click Magnet: The Ultimate Digital Marketing Guide for Law Firms. Annette used to do theater and professional comedy. She's one of the funniest people I know, and. an actress um, which is not so far from the law if she's being honest so I would tend to agree welcome to the show Annette
1: oh my gosh Uh, Erin thank you so much it's a pleasure to be here and I reciprocate everything you just said you are one of my favorite people on this planet so um, I'm happy to get to chat with you again
0: So fun. All right. Well, for our audience, that was kind of like the reader's digest of who Annette is and what she's doing right now. But I would love for you to take us back to the beginning law school. Why did you go to law school and how have you ended up in the digital marketing world?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, It's like a therapy session now, right? So um, I originally went to undergrad for political science and international relations and i wanted to be an actress i always did so i went to graduate school for theater and film and uh used to do some professional comedy and theater and all the things and then realized that um food costs money and um it's hard to make money as an actress and i thought i'll just go to law school so um you know, it kind of fell in my wheelhouse. I had done debate in high school and college and again, political science, international relations. So it was not too outside of my wheelhouse. So I went to law school and I learned very quickly from the people that had graduated ahead of me that these huge jobs, um, in big law firms were not all that they were cut out to be for me. Um, A lot of people were having a lot of moral and ethical heartburn with the cases that they were taking, with the hours that they were working. It was just a lot. And frankly, I was being sort of groomed to be a litigator because I have no fear of public speaking. Um, It's kind of my jam. And so I was doing all the things, right? Moot court and blah, blah, blah. And But I'm seeing these people be so disillusioned and so discouraged. And I knew I wanted to have a family And I said, that's not for me. And the long story short is I went into the federal government and I did ERISA law, which is uh, eye-wateringly boring, but it afforded me the opportunity to be able to stay with my family and, uh, you know, spend time with them. After two decades of that, I was like, well, this is enough of this beige cubicle. I literally cannot take it anymore. And fortuitously, there was a friend of mine who was an attorney. She's like, oh, well, you know, on the side, you can write articles for law firms. It's kind of creative. Um, You can do blogs. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And the long story short was I started to do that for law firms on the side as a bit of a creative outlet, something different, right? After two decades. And I worked for some really large digital marketing agencies and I appreciate uh, the opportunity they afforded me. But The problem was that I started to pull back the curtain and I started to see that they really were not providing the services that they were charging for, frankly, astronomically charging for. And the content that they were delivering was not legally accurate. It was not ethically compliant. They weren't even really providing any SEO services. And these people are like, these law firms, Erin, are pain-like gargantuan sums of money. And so my husband heard me complain about that enough and said, why don't you just start your own digital marketing agency? And I thought, okay, I will. <laughs> and that is, you know, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That is my life in a nutshell. I just started my digital marketing agency. I I lead with value And with information, I have like 160 articles on my website. By the spring, there should be 250. And I just, you know, I wrote a book, I have a podcast, and I just really felt like it's really important for lawyers to know what they don't know. And they're not getting that information from the digital marketing agencies that are just trying to sell them their services. So that's kind of how I started my own agency.
0: I love it. And... We create what we need and what we always wanted. That's where the passion and the heart comes from. I think that's what builds a heart-centered business is when you create something from exactly what you know you needed and uh, because you know you're not the only one who needs that. That's for sure. So for those listening, let's just break it down. What exactly is digital marketing and SEO and why is it important?
1: It's a loaded question. (laughs) And, you know, like people take... Whole Right? They get college degrees in this. But digital marketing, and I think that this is actually a great question because the answer depends on who's giving it, right? If it's a digital marketing agency trying to sell you their services, they're going to tell you that you need X, Y, and Z because that's what they sell, right? Digital marketing is... Listen, there's nothing new under the sun. So it's just marketing yourself online instead of on billboards, uh, yellow pages, right? I'm dating myself, all of those kinds of print ads, newspapers, whatever it is. It's just marketing that's online. So that's just the top level. Now, after that, you can get into basically there are two types of marketing. There's paid marketing, which is Ads, right? So there's Google ads where you're paying to show up when people type certain words into Google, right? Personal injury attorney, whatever it is. Those are Google ads. Then there are local service ads, and those are where you show up in your local area when people are saying, you know, attorney near me or whatever it is. So those are paid ads. You have to pay to play on that, on both of those. There are advantages and disadvantages to both like anything in life and typically unless you're kind of good at that or learn it yourself it it typically behooves you to pay someone to help you get those up and running and and strategically ma- maximize the dollar amount of your ad spend okay so that's paid digital marketing organic digital marketing is everything else <laughs> so that is going to be the website you create that's going to be the SEO, which is search engine optimization. That's, again, a loaded term because what does that mean? It's just a bunch of puzzle pieces, right? It's your website. It's the content you put on there. It's your Google reviews. It's all these puzzle pieces um, that work together to you know, help Google figure out who you are, what services you offer. Um, backlinks is another huge part of SEO. And then it's also your social media marketing, right? Because that is organic. You're not paying to put something on LinkedIn. Now you can hire a digital marketing agency to do all of this for you as well. But this is all stuff that you could do yourself for free or have an assistant do it or or whatever. So those are the two different types of digital marketing. That is the entire sort of ecosystem <laughs> of digital marketing.
0: So... Why do lawyers need to be investing in growing their digital platform? And do you see that lawyer, why do you see that lawyers struggle with that? And why do they need to be improving it?
1: Everyone needs to be in digital More. marketing, right? Like if you're a if business- If you're
0: selling a service or a product, you yes. need to have a presence online right. to let people know that you've got a shop open. I mean, we're in the right. era of everyone selling something. So- that,
1: Right, and and not the, not the least, and, and, and one of the reasons, not the least of which is that all your competitors are doing it, right? So all of the potential clients that you have, if they're not seeing you online, they're seeing your competitors. So that's just a very basic like- bottom floor of it, why you should be doing it. But to get a little more sophisticated on it, the reason is because, listen, a lot of lawyers, especially old school lawyers, they're like, listen, I don't need this. I get word of mouth referrals, right? We hear that all the time with lawyers. I don't need this kind of marketing. It's beneath me, frankly. Um, I'm doing deals on the golf course. I've got friends at the country club, whatever it is. The truth of the matter is every one of those referrals on the golf course, they're going to check out a website before they ever pick up the phone and call now. So even if you are getting referrals from people, they are still checking you out online. They're going to check out your website. They're going to see if it looks like, you know, it was created in, you know, 1982 by a Commodore 64, right? Or if it's something that looks modern that it's like someone that wants to represent you they're going to look at your linkedin profile who are you right are you do you have a facebook group are you on instagram those are not necessary right but people will check you out there listen if somebody's going to spend a lot of money um and have someone take care of a legal issue for them that is significant you want to make sure that they're not fly by night operation right and the way people do that now because they can is to look at your website. Before, yeah, 40 years ago, nobody looked at websites because they weren't there. But now everybody is looking at it. So lawyers need to have an online presence. And Aaron, it's got to be better than just a static business card online. Again, your competitors are showcasing their expertise, their authority. They are making themselves trustworthy online. And Honestly, it's just something that the bar has been raised for every industry, but especially with law firms.
0: Yeah. What do you feel like lawyers struggle with the most when it comes to when it comes to this type of thing or getting engaged and realizing that they actually need to like invest in this and kind of up their game?
1: Well, continuing on with the therapy session, I'm going to say this. Before we even get into LinkedIn strategies or you know website options, it is truly the fact that lawyers, I include myself in this group, we all just handle things ourselves, right? So we all know that we can probably make a website. If push comes to shove, Shove the the community of attorneys. We're kind of quick on the uptake, right? We kind of figure things out. We don't like delegating anything. We're all type A personalities. And the truth is, we believe that almost everything is figure outable and we will figure it out. The problem is that the amount of time it takes to learn how to create a website that is optimized for SEO, that continues to be optimized every month for SEO, because it's like... So the thing is that with a website, not only do you have to create it, right? But you have to upkeep it. And it's like a garden. And if it if you are not continually upkeeping it, it's going to die. So now you have to create a you have to learn how to create a website. You have to learn how to upkeep it. You have to learn how to create content on it that is interesting, but is also good for the Google bots, right? That they understand it. Then you also have to go out on all of the social media platforms, right? Google Business Profile, it is a platform actually. There's a way to put posts on there. Um, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook and create content on there to drive traffic back to your website, you have to consider other SEO tactics like backlinks, it's too much. So what happens is lawyers start to do this and then start to realize really how much work is involved in it. And because you know typically we are a stubborn lot, we just set it aside and say, I will learn this later, and then it never gets done. So I think that that's the first barrier is just saying, I need to outsource this. You know, I'll be honest, Aaron. could I do my own taxes? Could I learn that? I mean, I took tax law. I mean, I guess I could probably learn it. I could figure it all out. I would make mistakes. I know I would. And then I would get an audit and then I wouldn't know how to handle the audit. I mean, it's too much for me. So I just say, I'm going to outsource that because that is not in my zone of genius. Someone else who loves accounting and numbers, which is not me, can do that. And that is the way that I think that attorneys, the very first step that attorneys need to think about is that this is something that can be really effective in getting me more clients, getting me the right clients to pick up the phone. The ones I really love working with, not the ones that are you know, a source of heartburn. And if I delegate this to someone who does it right, then that is actually my return on investment on that is should be astronomical. It should be many times over. And also I don't have to worry about it. Right. So I think, um, and Erin, you know, I'm not a big woo woo girl, but I'm a rubber hits the road kind of girl. But I think that before anything, lawyers just need to maybe realize how time intensive, And the learning curve that needs to happen with all of this in order to get it done effectively. So that's the first step. That's the very first step.
0: Very first step.
1: Now, I'll just jump in and say this. It is absolutely possible for lawyers to do this themselves. And the order in which they should do it is this. So there there is a recipe. I didn't create it. It's just the one that I know works. You need to start with a good brand. And now I could talk for another hour about that, but I won't. But like, just get yourself a good brand, how you distinguish yourself from your competition, How your differentiators. Then your next step is to create a website. If you cannot afford a WordPress website and someone to do it for you, it's okay. Just start out with Wix. Start out with something. Something is better than nothing, right? You can upgrade later the next step is to start producing content. Figure out how to write content that is attractive for SEO. Write content on the things that people call you about every day that you answer. You know what those questions are. Write content on that. And then promote that content on social media. Again, done is better than perfect. And just getting started on that tiny little trajectory, right? Branding, website, content, social media, and in that order will at least get you started and get your name out there. And, and you will see a difference if you have just that.
0: Awesome. Okay. So let's break this down. So I know we can have like a whole nother podcast on like branding, but just for like informational purposes. So, okay. So for the person, the lawyer's like, okay, well, okay. Like I'm going to start at step one brand. Like what? (laughs) Lord, we love a checklist, don't we? Right. Yes. What are some questions that they can ask themselves as they start to suss out this information and really figure out the brand that they would like to build?
1: Okay. So for lawyers, the very first thing is whatever you are thinking about, a gavel or the scales of justice or a column, please delete that. And please do not use that in any of your branding. First of all, it looks old fashioned. And second of all, everybody else is doing it. So you want to distinguish yourself. The questions you want to start asking yourself are, look, I'm a personal injury attorney. I'm a criminal attorney, whatever I am. Why should someone choose me over all of my other competitors, right? Are you a kinder, gentler criminal defense attorney, or are you a really, really hard you know, hard-nosed criminal defense attorney? Um, do you do divorce law only for sort of wealthier families? Do you do divorce law where there is domestic abuse, right? Who are you? What What is your zone of genius? And then do not be afraid to lean into that. You know, there's that saying, the riches are in the niches. It is the same with the law, the more you niche down it is true you won't have a wide funnel at the top but the people that will find you will be the people you want to work with the most the people that you can serve the best because it's who you are so you need to ask yourself the question who who am i right therapy again right but like who am i what is my differentiators how am i distinguished from the competition also who are my ideal clients? Who are the people that walk through the door that I'm like, oh, I love working with this type of person. And who are the people that walk through the door that you're like, no, thank you. I do not want to work with this type of person getting a divorce or this type of criminal law or whatever it is. So really figuring that out because branding is much more than a logo and a color. It is really an emotional connection between the services you provide and the people that need them. So when we all think of brands, right, we have an emotional connection to them. Good, bad, whatever it is, right? Southwest Airlines. We all just pictured Southwest Airlines logo in our head, right? Um, The little ding, it's you're free to move about the country, right? That used to be their little... Phrase, right? And so that sticks with us. Now, some people have had negative experiences, right, with Southwest. So now that brings up an emotional connection for them. So you want your brand to showcase whatever it is. I had a law firm in Arizona, they had crime scene tape all over their website. He's a very aggressive criminal defense attorney, right? So that was the look he's going for versus I know other criminal defense attorneys, right? Aaron, we know one that is a kinder, softer criminal defense attorney that is like, listen, I will hold your hand and I am here for you. I've got this. We've got this. You're going to be okay. And so however you are different is what you need to lean into for your branding and do not be afraid to do it. You want to do hot pink? you do hot pink. There's a law firm I know in San Francisco that is one of my clients. It's an estate planning firm. They do hot pink and pearls and that is their branding. So because they know who their clients are. And so they want to attract those, that clientele to them, women specifically. So figure out who you are and then just lean hard into it and don't be afraid of it.
0: Right. Because here's the thing. People are not hiring your law firm. They're not hiring because you practice certain kind of, they're hiring you. You are the thing. You yes. Write, and in you fact, the commodity.
1: yes. In fact, to add statistics to that, Aaron, the number one page that people travel to on a website is not the fact page. It's not your practice area. It's not even your prices, if you've got it on your page, it is always the about me page because people do business with people that will never change. And they want to see who is going to be representing me in a mergers and acquisitions contract. Who's going to be representing me with my immigration problem, whatever it is. They want to see that person. And the beauty of having a great brand and a great website is that this is open 24 hours a day. So people can connect with you on your website. If you do it right, they can be forming an emotion. I mean, at Southwest Airlines, we don't have an emotional connection to the plane. It's to the people that we've encountered along the way that represent Southwest, right? So the same with your law firm. Yes, there's a law firm, but really it's you that they're trying to connect with. So that's the reason that, you know, branding is so important as a first step.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I, and I think lawyers struggle with that because you would ask them like, well, well, who are you? And they'll be like, well, I'm a criminal defense attorney. Okay. Well, but what makes you different than every other criminal defense attorney in the United States. Like what is your superpower? Like what do you do that nobody else can do? And that's what people want to know about. And that is what is going to draw people into you. And those are your aligned clients. I mean, there are miserable lawyers out there who are just jerks. So like they're cl- you know what I mean? Like there are plenty of people who like just don't care. So like if you are that person with the like, no trust, they're coming to you.
1: Yes. And I will tell you a great example of this is uh, there's an attorney that I know and in law school, she got a DUI. And she thought her life was ruined. She thought, this is it. I'm never going to pass the bar. I'm never going to be able to even finish. Lo- you know, it's on my record now, whatever. Anyway, she got it off of her record. And she decided to pivot her whole career. She does DUIs now, but this is her entire... She is open with her story, which only makes people who have gotten a DUI feel more connected to her because they know she's gone through it, right? And then she says, listen, I'm not going to just help you with your with your DUI. I will help you with that. But now we're going to get you the help you need to make sure that this never happens again. And you never need my services again. And that is the way that she has positioned herself in a very competitive market. And it's such a distinguisher that for the right person that wants that, right? I mean, she only gets her ideal client's through the door. So it's possible to do in any practice area.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, really when you, cause there's, I think there's so much shame and guilt that comes after you get something like a DUI. Right. So like she's tapping into that emotion and being like, I felt that and it is okay. And I am not going to make you feel like that. Instead, I'm going to help you. And for someone who's feeling very vulnerable that is incredibly attractive and they feel safe with you. They trust you and said they're coming to you.
1: Yeah, I think that if you can tell within your story somewhere why you chose the practice area you chose, I mean, maybe it's for money. Okay, so maybe don't say that. But, you know, for some reason, explain it. Another example I have is there's an estate planning attorney in Arizona and she had graduated from law school and she had created the estate plan for her family. And when certain people died, uh, they had a family farm and they lost it. They lost the whole farm, like literally. That's not just a saying. They lost the family farm because she had created the estate plan incorrectly. So she made it. Dec- I know it's it's heartbreaking. And so she decided that was it. She would never wanted another family to go through that. So she leads with that on her website and she says i you know i lost the family farm and i'm going to make sure it never happens to anybody else now wouldn't you trust her i would totally trust her with my estate plan Heck so yeah. if you can figure that piece out at the beginning that makes creating a website creating the content on your website Creating social media, all of it a lot easier because you know what to say, right? You know who you are and you know who your ideal people are. And anybody who isn't falling into that, that's okay. They're not for you. And, you know, you are looking to attract the right people to you. And frankly, this is how people go viral right? Is that they are, everybody's sick of the Kim Kardashian airbrush stuff anymore anyway, right? So people who are vulnerable with their stories, people who are authentic, um, people can now tell, right? We all have a sixth sense about that online, whether or not something is a little airbrushed and, you know, polished a little too perfectly. But if you come out with saying, listen, I lost the family farm, I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen to you. We already feel a tug at our heartstrings on that and feel connected without ever knowing her or talking to her. And so that's what you want to do as an attorney. You want to create a brand that the right people, they sit up and they they stop their scroll and they stay on your website a little bit longer because they feel connected to you. So it's a little woo-woo, but you know.
0: Well, I mean, I think really. we have to get a little bit woo-woo because I, unfortunately, lawyers are on autopilot 95% of the time and I have their the, you know pedal pressed all the way down to the floor. So we do have to stop and think about who are we? What makes the service that I provide different from my peers? And you have to get quiet and intentional about those thoughts and start asking yourself the questions to be able to hear the answers. So, yeah, it sounds a little woo-woo, but it really is basically just like your encouragement to stop and to get quiet and to get intentional about this and start asking yourself the right questions. And the que- the answers will start to reveal themselves. And then... Yes.
1: And it's and it's and talking with other people and getting feedback from other people about you is helpful as well. An example of that is we had a client and she was a personal injury attorney. And she just happened to say in passing once to us that she has been on the steps of almost every, she's been doing it for so long. She'd been on the steps of almost every single courthouse in her state. And I said, that's it that is your marketing. Her marketing is that she has been on the steps of every courthouse. She knows your streets. She knows your courthouses. She knows who you, she's one of you, right? And so we ended up taking pictures of her on all of this. I said, every time you go, take a picture. And so she had Ultimately, this collage of pictures of her on all of these steps. And that is huge for somebody who's like, I don't want, you know, an attorney that has 500 attorneys in the firm. I want somebody who has been on the steps of my courthouse, who knows my area, who knows my judges, who knows opposing, who knows all of the things. So that's a huge differentiator for her as well. It's not necessarily an emotional connection but it, but a little bit, but it's also a huge distinguisher because I guarantee you that her, her competition hasn't done that. Because so. you're
0: interrupting somebody's thought. That's the key. Like as they're scrolling, you're interrupting their thought. Like people are mindlessly scrolling and you scroll to, I've been on the steps of every courthouse in, or in my state. And you're like, really? Or scrolling, like I lost the family farm, but I'm not going to let that happen to you. What? Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like you've stopped people's scroll. And I think that's what the differentiator is, is when you really niche down and get super clear about who you're talking to and what you're talking about.
1: Yes. And if you've got a brand that isn't navy blue, right, is purple or pink or some sort of orange that is also a scroll stopper. It's sort of like I say it's the plumbing van. Right. So there's a plumber's van that always comes by our house, you know, periodically. And I don't I don't need that plumbing van. I don't I don't need him. But whenever I do need a plumber, I'm going to remember him because I remember and I will remember him also as a referral. I'll be like, well, I don't know, but I've seen this plumbing van. Maybe they can help you, right? So if you have images or content that is interesting, that is scroll stopping, maybe people don't need you right now. That's okay. You know, you're not going to be Kim Kardashian and get 4 billion likes and comments and everything. All They now say, Aaron, this is crazy. You used to say that someone needed seven touch points before they remembered you. It is now 27. So, and it's because, yes, it is because we are bombarded constantly with content and information and it's just background noise to us now. Mm -hmm. And so in order for us to truly get the attention of someone, we have to be different, look different, act different, have different content, say things differently. And so that's the reason I say, Uh, to your audience, do not be afraid to be vulnerable. Do not be afraid to lean into mistakes that you've made and be different and be quirky, right? Because people will remember those things, whatever it is, people will remember that because it's different.
0: Yeah. So that's piggybacking on that. So if someone's like, okay, got my brand, I've got my website, and now I need to start like doing content and putting out content and doing this. What does that look like for the beginner? Because I know that this can, this part is overwhelming. Like, I feel like this is the part where people get stuck because like the building of the brand and doing all that is like really fun because you're like thinking about all your gifts and the thing and what I'm good at, and this is what I can sell and all this. And then you build your website and it's like, look how amazing I am. It's all on the internet and then you're like, okay, now I've got to put out content. And then you're like, holy, what do I say? So, or how many times do I post or where do I post or who am I talking to? So can you speak to that a little bit?
1: Yes. First of all, I want to acknowledge that it is overwhelming. It is overwhelming. This is the reason why a lot of people don't do it, yeah. right? So don't feel in any way that you are alone. This is I don't know many people that are like, oh, this is so easy. I can't believe people think this is hard. This is so easy. I just come up with this stuff like four times a day. Nobody is saying that. Okay. So you are in great company and not alone. So I just want to sort of reassure the people that are listening that that, that you are not alone. What I would say is this. The best thing that you can do, not only for digital marketing, but for your whole business is to create systems, right? And my best suggestion to you is this. Go online and first of all, create a list of all the things that people typically ask you. Okay. You know, how much money am I going to make for this personal injury settlement? How long is it going to take? Why do I even need a lawyer? What if they're saying it's my fault? Whatever the questions are, every one of those is a blog post and every one of those can be promoted on social media. And my best suggestion to you is if you, if you want to try to do this yourself is do not do this weekly. Okay. Set aside a time once a month and do it because we all know you are not going to do this every day. Who who has time for that? Nobody has time to do this every day. All the posts you see of me on LinkedIn, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know when I wrote them. It was a long time ago. I'll tell you that much right now. So that's the first thing is write the content, take one day, write four or five long blog posts. Okay. Now what you do then is you carve these up every paragraph becomes a, you put them on your website. Okay. Put them, make sure to schedule them once a week. So Google thinks that you're putting out consistent content. That's a little hack. So then what you want to do is carve up the content so that every paragraph now is a social media post. Go find a picture on Canva or go find something Copy and paste that, and get a scheduling tool. The one I like is Smarter Q. It's Q like your British waiting in line. Smarter Q. There's also ones called Later.com. Find a scheduling tool and sit down. Carve up all this content. Make sure it's going to places on your website. Right. And make sure it's going back to that article. Now, here is the trick. If you are writing an article about, let's say, wills versus trusts, right? You've written this article. Now, here's the thing. The first paragraph is the advantages of wills. Boom. That's your social media post. Then it's the disadvantages of wills. Three weeks later, you're going to schedule that in your scheduling tool to go out. It's going to the same blog post, Aaron. It looks like you have a ton of content. Then you've got the advantages of wills, the disadvantages of wills. What are the differences between wills and trusts? What are the common estate planning documents? I mean, you can have 12 months of content right there once a month. So the first step is to write the long form content. It must be a thousand words or more. I mean, there's other hacks you can do to make it SEO friendly, but let's just start with the basics. Get some content out there. Make sure to put headers so it's easy to read and it's easy for you to see to carve up. Once you have a a social media post that is going, let's say the advantages of trusts, right? You take that in the scheduling tool and it should be going out to your Instagram. It should be going to your LinkedIn, it should be going to your Facebook, it should be going to Google Business Profile which SmarterQ allows you to post automatically to Google Business Profile. And then the trick is that at the bottom of that, there is a place that you can click and you can say, repeat this post every whatever, two weeks, two months, 74 days, whatever you want. Now it's like a crock pot. You set it and forget it. Don't worry about people seeing it twice. Who cares? First of all, let's be honest, nobody's gonna remember anyway. Okay. And now you are having consistent content being put now at the beginning, it's hard. Aaron, it's like the example we were talking about before, right? Um, where you and I were just visiting before the podcast that it's like, it's like a roller coaster. The first part is hard, right? You've got to invest some time in it. It's a little scary. You're full of anxiety, you're not sure if it's gonna work. But then after you go over that hump it's sort of going on autopilot. So if every month you can do four to eight blog posts and carve them up, those social media content will then in month two, three, four, five, will continue to go out while you are now month number two, creating four or five new articles. And then those are going to run on repeat. So it's just creating a system And I really don't feel like anyone needs more than two days a month um, to get a system going, but it's got to be two dedicated days, right? And so, you know, once you figure out this system, you can write the content and have a VA put the social media out, you know, and all of that, or eventually you have so many clients that you just hire a digital marketing agency to do it, right? But if you are truly trying to bootstrap this, and I hope people do because it is always better to do something than nothing. So I know that was very long, Aaron. I'm sorry, but as you can tell, I'm passionate about it.
0: No, I but I think that's great because I think, you know, people who this is not their wheelhouse and who have been kind of sitting there stewing on this like, well... I'll get to that eventually, or I don't really know what to say or to post or what a brand is. And I don't have a website. That seems like a lot. I don't know if I want to spend the money. Like, you know, like there's so many things that we stories that we tell ourselves about why things are not important, but it is clear in the the phase of life that we're living in that you have to have a digital presence. So.
1: And the other, the one other little hack that I'll just give is Everybody's heard of ChatGPT. I would highly recommend using it to create ideas for topics. That is where I feel like so many people have a hiccup. They can't think about what to write. So just ask ChatGPT. Say, I have an estate planning law firm. What would be 20 good article topics for me to write about? Then when you have one of those advantages and disadvantages of trust, ask ChatGPT, can you give me an outline of an article of the advantages and disadvantages of trust. Boom. You are already past that first hurdle. And now you just have to write some content. You can have Chat GPT write for you, but I'm telling you what, it's wrong a lot of the time. It's not great, but it is a great starting point. Even have them write an, a paragraph or two, and then it will give you that inspiration right? to say, oh, that's right. I had an estate plan that that was similar and you can add your own stories and whatever to it. It's a great way to sort of kickstart the creative juices, so to speak.
0: That's a great tip because I and I really think, you know, there's lots of discussions about AI, but I think that in that instance, like that is such a great way for you to kind of get out of your own way because it's like you do you get trapped in the I don't know what to write, and then you just get wrapped around the axle and then it just never happens. So if at least if you have a jumping off point and like some bullet points to get going, I mean, to me, that's more than half the battle.
1: Yeah, you can do it also for social media posts. So I always say the point of social media is not social media. The point of social media is to get people off of the cat videos and the, you know, Harry Potter memes or whatever, and get onto your website. You want to be interesting enough that somebody actually clicks through. So in order to do that, you need to be linking to your website, right? Not just putting pictures of you dancing. So I'm sorry for anybody that is offended right now. But you know, you need to have them see you as an authority with something interesting that they click to your website. Um you know, you don't want it to be clickbait, but you know kind of a little, right? You want it to be interesting enough that they're clicking through. And a way to do that is also to use ChatGPT to say, "What are 10 social media ideas or prompts that I can use if I'm an estate planning attorney in Arizona?" working with unmarried single people, right? So if you're niching down that for, or, you know, you don't have to, but social social media can also be um, something where you use chat GPT as, again, a a bit of a fire starter um, for your creative outlet.
0: Those are great tips. Okay. So, Before we wrap up, I would love if, what else would you like to leave our audience with? Like if you were like sitting in a room with someone who was like, okay, like I want to do this or I'm thinking about hiring a digital marketing firm, like what are some like leave your leave the audience with tips that you would or thoughts?
1: Well, I, listen, there's a lot that you can do yourself when you're bootstrapping. But when you are ready to truly be competitive, you absolutely need a WordPress website. That is just my full stop answer. And those are very difficult to learn to create on your own. So the reason WordPress is so important is because they are very easily understandable to the Google bots. And so your SEO, your search engine optimization is just easier with WordPress. It's just more sophisticated, frankly. So I would say get a Wix website up or Squarespace website up. If you are, it's better than nothing, but don't continually put a lot of effort and time or money into that when you are ready to level up. And if you are ready to level up and are considering a digital marketing agency, I would say that the horror stories that you've heard are generally true. Um, A lot of digital marketing agencies target law firms because they have money. So they are not really interested in lawyers and your law firm. They're interested. I would say they're not really great marketers, but they're great salespeople. So you have to be... I'm kind of the opposite. I feel like I was kind of an okay attorney and I'm a really great marketer, but I'm kind of like a terrible salesperson, Aaron. But that's okay because I really do lead with, I feel like a lot of information and trying to help people on their own. And then if they need me they can seek me out. But it's very important that whoever you hire as a digital market, that you ask the right questions. And those questions need to be, I need to see the content that you've produced for people. I need to see that it is actually, you know, legally accurate, that it is ethically compliant. It doesn't say you need to hire an attorney um to get the best result. Of course you do, but we can't say that, right? I would look at their content that they that they make on social media for people to see if that is accurate and compliant. I would look to see what is what is their track record. And then I would ask for referrals because the truth is that the market for, for legal marketing agencies is saturated with a lot of people who are not attorneys, who do not understand the law and do not understand how a law firm is frankly very very different than selling you know products online or frankly even selling technology online or selling you know different services online law firms are a unique breed we are governed by state bar associations by the American Bar Association we've got a lot of compliance issues that a lot of digital marketing agencies even though they say they are legal marketing agencies do not frankly, understand. So, but there are a lot of really great ones out there too, um, that I am proud to even be associated with. So just me, that would be my sort of warning to the canary in the, in the coal mine is to just say to people, be wary and ask a lot of questions um, and make sure that you get the answers that you feel really comfortable moving forward with someone who, you know, here's a great tip, Erin start asking them about your practice area, right? If you're in mergers and acquisitions, start asking them about waterfall provisions, right? Start asking them about legal terms, you know, or about how ERISA or, you know, compliance issues or mental health benefits or healthcare law intersects with mergers and acquisitions, see if they can answer it. Ta- start talking to them about the different kinds of trusts if you're in a state plan you know, a special needs trust versus pet trust versus gun trust. Start talking to them about these things. And if they are not, if they don't understand, they say, well, that's our writing team. Then you say, okay, hey, let me talk to your writing team then. Let me talk to somebody who's going to be doing my writing, who's going to be doing my social media. And do they understand me? Because that digital marketing agency is going to be representing you. So that would be probably my most... If I could sort of underline and bold and highlight and italicize that, I would say there are a lot of really great digital marketing agencies out there, but just make sure to ask the right questions. Because I think there are a lot of people probably listening to this podcast right now, Erin, that have a little bit of PTSD from dealing with digital marketing agencies that either ghosted them or did not give them what they said they were going to give them or overcharge them or under delivered and all of the things. So let those be the cautionary tale (laughs) and and make sure to ask the right questions. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of the right questions to ask, would you tell us about Lockwill and how people (laughs) work with you?
1: Yeah, that that sounds a little bit self-serving right now. Oh, no, no, I, I led it?
0: you right there. <laughs> I led you right there to and set you right up for this answer. So I just was. Well,
1: thank you. So yes, it as you can as you can probably tell, this is my passion. It is what I love. I am competitive. So my clients become my friends. And then I work really hard for them because when they win, I win. So it's it's just who I am as a person. Um my my digital marketing agency is Lockwell. It's just L-A-W-Q-U-I-L-L.com. And we do everything. We do um, you know, branding websites seo content creation social media backlinks we do paid advertising um we do kind of all of it and we're sort of the kindler gentler legal marketing agency so if you would like to check us out everything of mine is completely transparent just like i am as a person we've got samples on there we've got examples we've got testimonials Uh, we've got pricing everything is just very very transparent um and if anyone ever has any questions, you can just hop on my calendar. There's an easy link on the website there, or just follow me on LinkedIn. I provide a lot of value there. I've got like a hundred, like I said, 160 articles on my website and a podcast that they can listen to as well. So all of that is for free.
0: So much good value! So much good value from Annette Chody today. Oh my gosh, this was like information. Packed. This is amazing. I mean, I was up here taking notes. So good. All right. Well, before we get out of here, I always ask my guests two questions before we get off. So I didn't even tell you about this before. So I'm just dropping the bomb on you right now. But you're gonna do, okay. You're gonna do great. Okay, okay. First question: What is your superpower?
1: I can implement at the speed of thought.
0: You are literally the third person, like three podcast interviews in a row with attorneys, with female attorneys. It was so funny. They're like, I get shit done. I am the implementer. You give me the task. I am a task oriented. It is so funny. Three of you guys, this whole week, it's been hilarious.
1: I think you have to learn how to fail quickly, right? Yeah. Someone said who, I can't remember who said that, but if the faster you fail, the faster you can get moving on to the things yeah. that will help you succeed. So yeah. um, someone else actually said that about me once. Um, I I can't take credit for it, but I will say that that I- that I work pretty hard and I work pretty fast. So <laughs> Heck
0: yeah, you do. You really do work at the speed of light. I can attest to that because I've seen it like happen <laughs> in real life. And it's she's like a ninja. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Second question. What is something you would tell um younger lawyer Annette? What's one thing you would tell her?
1: I think I would tell her don't be afraid because everything. Is figure outable and everything is changeable, right? Like I started my business uh, completely pivoted my entire career in my mid 40s, right? And th- I could have done it in mid 50s, mid 60s. I mean, you can do it at any time. So I would tell her, don't be so worried about having a, you know, life plan that is etched in stone, because you really can change your path at any time. It's, it's really okay. And frankly, um, you know, in different seasons of life, different things work for you. So what worked for me at, (laughs) listen, what worked for me at 25 is not working now. So, um, you know, and that's okay. It's not supposed to. So just be okay with the fact that, that later on, you may be doing something different. You're not, you know, you're not tied down necessarily. If you are in big law or if you are in the government or whatever, you can change, you know, people do it. So don't be so, worried about being locked in to to your decisions that you make at an early age?
0: I think that's such great advice. I think law school and the legal profession drills into your mind that you can only, there's only one way and there's only one destination. And if you somehow get off of that particular road and go to another destination, then that makes you a failure. That makes you not a great lawyer. That makes you a quitter. These are just all stories and lies but we believe them, yep. and our younger lawyer self, because we go to law school bright out and bushy tailed, ready to change the world and, you know, do all these things. And we come out into the legal world and we're doing all this. And then we get in there and we practice for however many and say like, oh, this isn't working for me. This doesn't feel aligned with me. Maybe I became a mom. Maybe, you know, I'm caring for an elderly parent. Maybe I got a divorce. Maybe, you know, like whatever it is and just being okay that that different phase of life calls maybe for a different environment. And like, that's okay. Like decisions can change. Places can change. People can change. And that honestly, that's the beauty of life is embracing just the ebb and flow of where you are and just leaning into your gifts and your superpowers knowing that that's going to help you win in whatever season that you're in.
1: Yeah. And I would, I would just add to that. First of all, I agree with everything you just said. And I would agree that now is such a an incredibly beautiful time to be alive because the number of opportunities that are available or that you can frankly create that didn't exist before is just infinite, right? You can live anywhere. You can do anything. You can create a business from scratch. You can switch careers. Uh, You know, 100 years ago, none of this was possible. So it really is, I think, comforting to know that really anything, anything is possible, right? It really is.
0: It really is. It really is.
1: Well, Annette, we could go on and
0: on and chat for hours and our viewers are probably like, I got to go take a nap. But (laughs) I am so excited. We had that you were on the show today. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing and dropping all of your incredible knowledge. Um, and that's also going to be at my retreat in September. So if you're listening to this and you are not signed up for the retreat, she is going to be there dishing all the information in person. And it is unbelievable. She was at the last retreat and these women were like standing up, taking notes like, salivating like, oh my God, this is such epic information. So if for nothing else, come see the fabulous Annette and she will help you brand website, produce content and promote on social. So,
1: (laughs) well, and I will, I will say this if I can, I mean, that's very kind of you to say that, but what Aaron created at that retreat, if I can just say this is, beyond anything i have ever seen in my entire career it was absolutely lightning in a bottle and it is it's 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 almost difficult to describe how truly life-changing that retreat was and i think we were all laughing that now our lives are actually delineated between before retreat br and ar after retreat because the the connections and the friendships and the it it was just too, it was it's too much to even explain unless you were there. And so if anybody is listening to this um, and you are considering it, just just I you I will guarantee this. You will not regret it. That will be one of the best decisions you make for for reals.
0: I agree. And I appreciate that so much. <laughs> All righty, listeners, we'll let you go. Annette, I'll let you go. Thank you again so much. Go follow Annette, um, connect with her on LinkedIn. Check out LawQuill. If you loved this show, tag us on social media. Um, Tell us what you loved. If you've got any questions, drop those in the DMs. So excited that you were here and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening into the Powerhouse Lawyers podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you catch your podcasts. If you loved this episode, I would be so honored if you left a review. And because I know you are the type of woman who wants to see other women win, be sure to share this episode with someone who needs it. By sharing it, you are empowering a fellow sister in the law to know that she is not alone, that there is nothing wrong with her, and that she can build a life and career that she loves. Thank you. See you next week.